0: The name of Jesus, prayer warriors who are prophetic. I'm thinking as right of Noah and Abraham. Abraham, while everybody was having fun, business was doing well, but Abraham was distressed. Abraham was in anguish for what was coming to Solomon. Same thing with Lord. The Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness, but he was troubled in his soul. Please note this. Lord's business was doing well. Lord was doing well. But the problem that was troubling him was what was about to befall the city of Sodom. And I do believe that we are in a situation, beloved, where a lot of things are about to happen to the nations. But it seems like the church is in slumber. It seems like the church has no inkling of what's coming. And God is going to awaken all of us. But some will not respond. It's almost like when the alarm rings. You know when your alarm goes off? And you just subconsciously switch it off. They are The majority of the church is going to respond like that. But there's a remnant, a small remnant. When the alarm goes off, they will wake up, praise the name of Jesus, and they will carry the burden that heaven is carrying for humanity. Amen. Now, the prophet Jeremiah was one such prophet. When the nation of Israel was having a great party, he was carrying a burden. In Jeremiah 27, verses 1 to 3, the Bible tells us that he was instructed by God to put a yoke around his neck just before the 70-year captivity in Babylon. Now, the yoke that uh, the prophet Jeremiah had to prophesy carrying around his neck signified the yoke that the nation of Israel was going to carry in Babylon. So, in other words, God is saying, Jeremiah, for you to speak to this nation, for you to warn this nation, I want you to have a glimpse of what they will feel when they are in Babylon so that when you warn them you warn them with greater gravity praise the name of jesus you see i said to you the other year um, some years ago i said to you we are not postmen but we are preachers the difference between a postman and a preacher is that a postman can deliver the message that doesn't affect you you know a postman can carry a message to you that says you are retrenched a postman can give you a message that says your house is going to be repossessed but he does not care what's in the message. That's a postman. But a preacher, when he delivers a message, he is affected by the message himself before he hands it over to you, President of Jesus. And I want us to understand, therefore, in 2021, I see a church that is going to carry a burden for nations, a burden for South Africa, a burden for what's going on in our world. And while everybody else is going to be having fun, believe me, you are going to have anguish. Yeah. Your heart is going to break over the state of our government, over the state of our nation, over the state of the church. You will not be unaffected. Yeah. Praise the Lord Jesus, and I want you to warn you so that you are not depressed yeah. by what you are going to be experiencing as a prophetic people. Praise the Lord Jesus. And and these things can get worse. Can you imagine God saying to a prophet, Hosea, he says, I want you to marry a prostitute so that you can have a feeling that I have when the nation of Israel practices idolatry.' And imagine you are married to somebody who is a sex worker just for you to have a a, a glimpse of what God goes through on daily basis when we drift away from him and then uh, the prophet hosea he goes to god and says no this woman has not stopped prostituting herself i'm married to her but she's still practicing prostitution and god says the very anguish that you feel is what i feel daily when the nation of israel practices idolatry." did you understand and i do believe therefore when jeremiah is being told by god carry this yoke so that you can prophesy without pulling any punches so that you can declare my word without compromise, knowing the pain of carrying the yoke every day. This is what is going to happen to the nation of Israel when they are captured by the Babylonians. A hundred years earlier, there was another prophet. Isaiah was that prophet. Before the Assyrians came to invade the nation of Israel, Isaiah Isaiah the prophet in in Isaiah chapter 20, he was given an instruction by God to prophesy naked can we imagine the prophet is told i want you to prophesy go around naked to the nation of egypt to the nation of bush and to the nation of israel for three years the man of god had to prophesy without his clothes on because the message was the Assyrians are coming they will invade this land and they will take you into exile and you will go there in your shameful nakedness And they will not understand this message up until the man of God showed up for three years in his nakedness. You know that touches my heart because you see, when God is after souls, He can even risk your reputation. Let me say that again. If God is after souls, when God wants to rescue souls from eternal damnation, He will risk your reputation. It's not a small thing to go around as a man of God naked. Meaning that you will be taken into captivity naked. So now, here's the thing, beloved. God is more concerned about human souls than your good name. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why, if you are still trying to protect your popularity amongst your friends, you are not fit to be prophetic. If you say that again. If you still want to protect your popularity ratings. You are not fit to be a prophet to this generation. You see, prophets in this generation are going to lose friends. Hallelujah. Let let me just tell you about the culture we are in. We are living in a culture of entertainment. Everybody wants a message that will entertain them. We want feel-good messages. We want make-me-happy messages. And that is why when a Jeremiah rises up to proclaim the word of God, the chances are we will not take kindly to his message. Let me tell you about what happened to him. Jeremiah was beaten up several times because of the message he carried. Remember, he's trying to rescue them from going into captivity in Babylon, but they are beating him up for his warnings. Several times he was imprisoned. At some point, he was thrown into a cistern. And that is why we refer to him as the weeping prophet. He was a man who was familiar with rejection because of the message that he carried. And I want us to, again, raise ourselves up. In our ve- we are not going to be popular people in this generation. In other words, a Jeremiah is not the kind of a prophet that you will invite to your mega church conference. Because most likely he will say things you don't want to hear. Praise the name of Jesus. How many of you are willing to part with your popularity just for the sake of declaring that which God, which is in God's heart? Hallelujah. Uh, am I the only one? Yes. yes. You see, you must die to serve. Yes. You have to die to serve. Praise the name of Jesus. And Isaiah, at some point, Isaiah was beaten up as well several times. Imagine the prophet Isaiah because of his warnings. He was warning the nation of Israel about the coming Assyrian invasion. At some point, they took him, they imprisoned him, and they pulled his beard off his cheeks. Can you imagine the pain when they are pulling your beard, forcefully pulling the beard out of his cheeks? And this is the pain he went through. At some point, he was spat at, praise the name of Jesus, and he was beaten up several times again for proclaiming the word of God. I ask myself, if you are still popular, what message are you proclaiming? I've searched the scriptures. I've never met a situation in scripture. I've never come across a situation in scripture where prophets were popular. How come modern-day prophets are so popular? I ask myself that question all the time. Whenever you are, even the mainstream media is laying down red carpets for a prophet. When the prophets and scripture lost their lives for proclaiming the word of God. And I want us to understand, beloved, that, that there is a shift in the atmosphere. God is raising up such prophets. And I'm looking at the life of Jesus. And, and again, the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 19, if you read from verse 41 to 44, The Bible says when Jesus was approaching Jerusalem, he started weeping. He started weeping over Jerusalem. Verse 44, one of the reasons why he wept is because he saw that Jerusalem missed their day of visitation. When Jesus had come as the Messiah to the nation of Israel, they missed the day of visitation. And Jesus started weeping. And I pray that you may have that Godly sorrow. Hallelujah. And that's why the prophet Isaiah says of Jesus, Isaiah 53, if you read verse 3, the Bible says Jesus was a man who was familiar with sorrows. He was a man of many sorrows. Familiar with rejection. Familiar with hatred by men, Familiar with dishonor by men, Familiar with pain. This is the summary of the life of Jesus. Not once, not once was he ever popular. Can you imagine that even on the day when they were laying before him, As he was riding on that donkey, they were putting down their garments so that he could walk on them. The very few days after, they were saying, crucify him, crucify him, praise the name of Jesus. So I want to encourage you, it's not going to be an easy year going forward. There's going to be a lot of weeping, there's going to be a lot of lamenting. And this lamenting will be over nations. It will be over nations. It will be over South Africa. Praise the name of Jesus. And, and please, if you feel the anguish in 2021 and beyond, please don't feel it's what It is what God is doing. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why, even during this festive season, some of us are praying, and sometimes we cry. I remember just before the U.S. elections, as I was praying for the U.S. elections, I found myself weeping. I found myself weeping over the United States of America. I did not know why. And I, and I was even... I was led even to look at their national anthem and I started singing their national anthem with tears rolling down my eyes. I did not know why and I realized later, this is the anguish that the Holy Spirit was giving to me so that I could intercede for the United States of America. And I believe God is going to be doing that in this season. Please don't brush that off. This is very important. When you have this divine anguish, when you are divinely distressed, Don't go watch a movie. Don't go do something funny so that you can brush that off. When you experience a holy anguish dwelling there, ask the Holy Spirit, Father, why am I so anguished? Why am I so distressed within my soul? The Holy Spirit is faithful to tell you exactly what it is that you are anguished about. Your soul must pray for nations. Hallelujah. Let me say this to you. Jesus is coming back very soon. Yeah. We need to break on behalf of South Africa. Before the great tribulation comes, there's going to be a seven-year period of tribulation. Before that happens, beloved, it will be said if the prophets have no anything of what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It will be said if no one is like Jeremiah sending warnings. Before the great day of God's judgment comes upon this planet, there's going to be men and women who will be in anguish, sounding the alarm, sounding the alarm, telling nations, Repent, 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 for the day of judgment is upon us. Praise the name of Jesus. So it's not a feel good message, this, but I want you to be aware of it. I'd rather tell you the truth of what's coming in 2021 and, and, and beyond than just to give you a feel good message. And then when things You see, when I say you, 2021 is going to be a happy, happy, happy year for you. And then all you encounter there is anguish and distress in your spirit. You're going to come back to me and say, Pastor, what did you say exactly? Because I don't feel what you're saying. Please, don't get me wrong. You'll see success in your business. You will see great and mighty things even in your career. You are going to see the provision of the Lord. You are going to see divine protection. We are going to see the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But in the midst of all that, you are going to have anguish for nations. You are going to have distress for South Africa. Please don't dampen that. As Jesus is sending out his disciples to preach the gospel, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 22, he says, you will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. This does not sound, it does not sound like a motivational send off. It does not sound like words of assurance but Jesus says they will persecute you that's the fact that's the truth they will hate you but you must stand till the end and you shall be saved praise the name of Jesus and then verse 24 of Matthew chapter 10 he says there is no student that is above the teacher there is no servant that is above his master in verse 18 of John chapter 15 he says if the world hated me they will hate you Amen. It comes with the territory of being a believer. So here's the thing. If you experience animosity as you stand for the prophetic truth, please know that you are in the company of the great. Praise the name of Jesus. A calling way? A calling And that is why we need the company of two prophets who are going to comfort each other. So that we don't feel like committing suicide like Elijah at some point. You know, when just the bells of this world are chasing after us, we need to know that, no, 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 there's 7,000 more people who have not bowed and to bell. Praise the name of Jesus. That is why we need to hold hands together. I am praying for the company of the prophets. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm praying for a prophetic generation that is going to hold hands say don't give up proclaim the word of God we stand with you even as you preach the word of God we stand with you don't compromise hallelujah in John chapter 16 verse 33 Jesus says I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you'll have many troubles but take heart I have overcome the world praise the name of Jesus please take peace you've been forewarned there's going to be a lot of troubles but you've been forewarned so take heart jesus is overcome on our behalf hallelujah why all this anguish why this burning of distress when everybody is party this is the reason so that you can intercede urgently so that you can evangelize urgently soul winning is agent soul winning beloved is a tool on our agenda. There is agency as well in forming nationwide prayer groups. Hallelujah! Please, when God puts it in your heart to form a prayer group, do it! And this time we're not praying for cars. We're not praying for houses. This time we're praying for the nation. God will take care of our, of our houses and yeah. us. Hallelujah. This time we're saying, Father, save South Africa. In Jesus' mighty name, save the nation of oh God. In the name of Jesus, before the formation of this one world government, this globalist government, before the formation of this antichrist government, save the nation. By the time the rapture takes place, we desire to see multitudes pour away into the heavens. Praise the name of Jesus. This is going to be an urgent message of repentance that will be proclaimed in the season. That is why you will feel the anguish. Without that anguish, you will think you have time when we don't have time. So that is why the distress that we are going to be experiencing will expedite the agency to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Now Jeremiah's challenges as he continues to carry this burden is something we need to talk about. This is not going to be an easy change. 2021 and, and beyond, This is not going to be an easy journey. And I'm preparing you. Praise the name of Jesus. Number one. When Jeremiah carried the yoke of the burden of being a prophet. He was hated by politicians. The king hated him. The government officials. The challenges that the prophet Jeremiah carried, beloved. Included being hated by politicians. He was not popular with politicians. That's why he was imprisoned several times. And I want you to at least be encouraged. As a young preacher, I see other pastors who were politically connected. You know, when you are connected to the mayor, you're connected to the president, and and you just wish, oh my God, I wish I would have such connections. Because it seems like ministry facilities, ministry, resources are much easier to acquire when you are politically connected. You can even point the land you want and the politician will say, that's your land. That's your land. Lately, I've been discovering that comes at a price. That comes at a price. Are you aware that there are churches that cannot worship up until the politicians in the congregation say, you are not free to worship. It is no longer, it's no longer the eldership that tells the congregation when we can open, when can we worship, it is politicians. And that is why Jesus says, be careful of the east of heaven. And I want to encourage you, I don't know who I'm ministering to this morning, I don't know who I'm addressing, but if you are a minister of the gospel, please be careful of the influence of the politicians. Praise the name of Jesus they will try to silence your voice they'll try to make a compromise the word of God because many of them don't have the agenda of the kingdom in their hearts we love them make no mistake we love them we desire to see them get saved and yes we want them to be part of our congregation but they should never tell the spiritual leadership what to do present of Jesus secondly he was hated by fellow ministers in the temple this is a big one. I don't know if you uh, have a... Uh, uh, let's probably read this from Jeremiah chapter 20 verses 1 to 2. You see, it's one thing to be hated by politicians because of the prophetic word you uh, hear, but to be hated by fellow ministers. That is something else. When men and women of God that you are supposed to be walking with begin to hate you, that is is—that is heavy. Let's read verses 1 to 2.
1: Now, Pashur the son of Imam, And the priest who was also chief governor in the house of the lord Mm. heard that jeremiah the prophet heard that jeremiah prophesied these things Mm. then Hashur struck jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of benjamin which was by the house of the lord
0: then he continues to say in verse 8
1: For when I spoke, I cried. Mm. I shouted violence and plunder Mm. because the word of the Lord was made to me Mm. a a reproach and a derision
0: daily. Can you imagine you're carrying a prophetic message and you're saying, Father, it seems like your word is bringing insult every time I open my mouth. Your word is bringing reproach all day long. Not from non-believers, but from fellow ministers. I remember some time ago, Some of the pastors approached me and said, your word is very serious and very intense. Have you ever considered loosening up a bit? And I said to myself, how can I loosen up based on what I see in the spirit? Excuse my seriousness, beloved, but things are not the same anymore. Excuse the intensity of the word, but we cannot play games anymore jesus is the soon coming king yeah. jeremiah had no time to flip around jeremiah had no time to joke yeah. praise the name of jesus and, and i want you to understand beloved that the seriousness of the message should not intimidate us but the seriousness of the message should say to us father help us to do whatever you want us to do with precision and agency praise the name of jesus and, and then verse nine. looks this then
1: i said I will not make mention of him, mm. nor speak anymore in How his amazing. name. But his word was in my heart like mm. a burning fire.
0: My God. Shut
1: up in my
0: bones. Can you imagine this? You decide because the word is too intense, the word is too serious, nobody is loving it. I'm no longer getting any preaching engagements. No more preaching invitations. Maybe let me just keep quiet. And then Jeremiah says, even if I decide to be silent on this prophetic word, but the intensity of it burns like fire. It's like fire in my heart, a fire that is shut up in my bones. Even when I decide to be silent on the matter, I find myself speaking. I pray that God may give you holy fires. Even if you decide I'm not going to speak anymore, may you find yourself speaking because somebody has to speak. Praise the Lord Jesus somebody has to warn this generation somebody has to proclaim that jesus is the soon coming king somebody has to preach the message of repentance praise the name of jesus please may you not afford to be quiet hallelujah and then and then he says uh, in, in in verse 10
2: for
1: i heard many mocking fear on every side my god report they say and we will report it all my acquaintances watched my stumbling, saying, mm. Perhaps he can be induced.
0: My God.
1: Then he will prevail and then we will prevail against him and we will take our revenge
0: on him. My God, can you imagine when your own born-again friends wish you would be slight? Because of the message you carry. They wish you would backslide so that they can have peace from your message. Beloved, these are things that are going to be happening. There are people who thought who you thought were born again. The there are people who you thought were your cheerleaders. There are people who you thought were with you. But because of the intensity of the message you carry, because of the seriousness and the gravitas of the message that you carry, they will wish you would backslide. But I pray in Jesus' name, may, may God preserve you. May God preserve you. You know, I once read the story of Jimmy Swagger it was a very sad story that part of the plot for him to fall into sin was engineered by fellow believers because he was confronting the American government and I want you to understand these are things that are going to be happening listen, the worst attack on the church is not from outside the worst attack on the church is from within when the fellow brethren begin to say you know what, we don't like your message even if it's from God because everybody wants to be entertained everybody wants a good message and then they will say let us plot his demise president of jesus but may god preserve you may god keep you from falling and that is why let me just say this to you when you carry a prophetic message you need to walk circumspectly there are places you cannot afford to go to because there are people that are, are waiting to create a story about you when you carry a prophetic message, there are places that you should never be found. Praise the of Jesus. Just to protect his disciples, and here's another thing. The third problem that Jeremiah had as he carried this burden of the prophetic word that he heard in his heart was lying prophets. Now, these are fellow prophets. These are fellow prophetic men and women of God. Now, I want us to read uh, notes in Jeremiah 23, verses 13. Maybe let's start with verse 13. When this is, let, let me just probably explain the background here. When you refuse to proclaim that which the Holy Spirit puts in your heart, you will lose the anointing. You will lose the anointing. Because the anointing cannot operate in a false message if you decide to proclaim a message that is not inspired of the holy ghost you cannot operate in the anointing the anointing will lift off praise the name of jesus and when you insist on proclaiming a message without the anointing you will then have to depend on witchcraft this is how witchcraft has found its way into the house of the Lord. that is why there are ministers who minister under the power of witchcraft They are no longer walking in under the power of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because they refuse to proclaim the Jeremiah kind of message. Now, this is what we find here as Knox reads us verse 13 of chapter 23.
1: And I have seen fully in the prophets of Samaria. Mm. They prophesied by Baal and caused my people Israel to err also i have seen a horrible thing in the prophets of jerusalem mm. they commit adultery and walk in lies My god. they also strengthen the hands of evil doers mm. so that no one turns back from his wickedness
0: this is horrible not only are they using the power of witchcraft can you imagine a man or a woman of god who once moved in the power of the holy spirit now moving in the power of witchcraft not only that In their persecuting state, they even endorse evildoers when men who are practicing corruption are supported by ministers of the gospel. And this is what is happening already. This is what is happening. We see politicians embroiled in corruption, and we see a pastor walking alongside, offending them, offending them. And and beloved, I beseech you by the message of the Lord, please don't compromise in this season. Don't compromise just to get financial resources. Don't compromise just to get political support. Praise the name of Jesus. Listen, we are not politicians. We don't lobby for support. If God is not supporting us, we are not going to lobby for support. If God wants this vision to come to pass, he himself will fulfill it. Praise the name of Jesus. The mandate that we have been given does not need political wiring. Hallelujah. All you need is to be connected to the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Now, these lying prophets will strengthen the hands of evildoers. And then in verse 15, let's read verse 15.
1: Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets.
0: My
2: God,
1: behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of God mm-hmm. for, for from the prophets of Jerusalem. Profaneness has gone out into all the
0: land. Now, notice again the punishment that is going to come in the future. In Revelation chapter 8, verse 11, the Bible speaks of wormwood. This is a star that will fall upon the rivers and the streams of the earth. And then this wormwood will make all the waters bitter. And when the waters turn bitter, Whoever drinks of that water will die. That is the specific punishment that God imposes upon lying prophets. Please catch that. That is why, beloved, the problem of false prophecy is not just going to be a church issue. It's an issue that will affect nations. That is why the word of God says, I find their ungodliness all over the land. I find their influence spreading out throughout Israel, and that is why I will bring judgment upon them. Part of the judgment that is going to befall our planet is because of false prophets. Now, it is for this reason that Jeremiah cannot keep quiet. Hallelujah. Let us not allow false prophets to have a louder voice. Shout from the mountaintop. Shout from the rooftops. Proclaim the word of God wherever you go. Praise the name of Jesus. And the problem, beloved, of false prophecy. two specific things that I want us to be weary of in this generation. There are two messages that the church has to be very careful of. The first message is the message of Kingdom Dominion Theology. Because that's the message that says there is no Babylonian captivity that's coming. So in other words when Jeremiah is saying Babylonians are coming, there are theologians that will come and say no 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 Babylonians have already come. There is no Babylonian captivity that will come. So that's the message we need to be very weary of. And it's again heating the body of Jesus Christ very heavily these days. It's called the New Apostolic Reformation. These are men and women who are saying there is no time of tribulation. And they have a very powerful message. Many churches are part of that. And I want you to be weary of that message because it's giving false hope to the church. And then another message is false grace false grace messages. Babu Begah has written a wonderful book on what is biblical grace. Because the message of false grace basically is teaching that there is no need to repent. In the new covenant, there is no need to repent. And that's a lie from the pit of hell, beloved. Because Jeremiah is saying, repent, repent. Because the day of judgment is coming. And these false prophets are saying, no, no, no. There is no need to repent. And I want us to be weary of that message. Hallelujah. Maybe let us read Jeremiah 28, no stem, just to get a glimpse of how a false prophet will sound like. Jeremiah chapter 28, verse 2. This is a classical example of a lying prophet who will oppose the message that you carry.
1: Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, Mm -hmm. the God of Israel, saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Mm
0: Babylon.
1: Within two full years, I will bring back to this place all the vessels of the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and, and carried to Babylon.
0: Hallelujah. This is what is going to happen. Jeremiah is saying there will be seven years of captivity in Babylon. And people are not liking the message because seven years is too long. Just like now they are saying there is going to be seven years of tribulation people don't like that message so you have a situation where prophets are coming up saying no 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 it's not going to happen it's not going to happen actually i'm noticing now the tune is beginning to change after corona you know after covid 19 a lot of people are saying what's happening what's happening we thought the worst times were behind us what is now happening so now they are changing the message notice the pattern the pattern of life the first lie was babylonians will never invade us That was the first line. When they realized that the Babylonians had come, when the Babylonians had invaded them, then the message changed. No, 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 it's not going to be seven years. It's just going to be two uh, two years, two years, two years, two years. years." And this is the message by Hananiah, the prophet. And he comes, he had the audacity to even break the yoke that Jeremiah was, was carrying. He says, no, 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 this bad, that the nation of Israel is going to be carrying, it's not going to be 70 years, it's only going to be two years, two years. Now, notice what's happening here, beloved. In verse 17, God says, Jeremiah, tell Hananiah, the prophet, that in seven months, he will be dead. But someone, God is not playing. When God is sending Jeremiah's of our time and Isaiah's of our time, we dare not counteract that message. Don't counter that message. Praise the name of Jesus. Tell the truth. Speak the truth. The problem that a lot of believers grapple with is, how do I find a way of encouraging believers when I have to deliver a difficult truth? Can we talk about that before we close? Maybe let's talk about that before we close. How can I deliver a difficult message, but still find a way of encouraging believers? And the answer is you can. Number one. Proclaim the truth. Number two. When you proclaim the truth, tell them how it all ends. Hallelujah. Because the story of Babylonian captivity, even though it's 70 years, but there is hope right in there. Praise the name of Jesus. And and maybe let's let's explore that. Uh, Jeremiah was not just prophesying 70 years of captivity but he gave hope to the nation of Israel. I want you to notice this. Even when they had been captured, taken into the land of Babylon, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, is the verse that we all know. Can you say it? Can you say it with me? I for all the plans, yes, that the Lord has. Plans for the good future. Plans not to harm you. Many of us love that verse, but many of us don't know that that verse was given by Jeremiah to people that were in captivity. It was a way of hope. even during the time of tribulation, God will never cease to be loving. Even during the time of tribulation, the grace of God will still manifest. Praise the name of Jesus. So God desires to show mercy and grace. And listen, the Bible says, His love endures forever. In the midst of judgment, God will continue to love. That is why during the time of this seven-year tribulation, God in Revelation chapter seven, he sends hundred and forty-four thousand preachers to say, "Listen! In the midst of the Antichrist, you still have a chance. Repent, repent, repent! I want to save you. I don't want you. I don't want you to die, to die in hell. I don't want you to burn in eternal fire. Be saved. Receive Christ as God and Savior. For me, I count it immense love. It is tremendous love for God to save." even though I'm punishing you for your rebellion against my world, but I still want to love you. I'm sending you 144,000 preachers. And then not only that, he even says two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11. Two witnesses will come and preach the gospel in the midst of judgment. In the midst of the Antichrist, they will preach the gospel. They will even be killed by the Antichrist because God loves humanity. Praise the name of Jesus. And that's the message of hope. In this coming bondage, God loves us. Praise the name of Jesus. In Revelation chapter 14, He even sends angels. We I've been saved for a long time. I've never seen the angel preaching the gospel. But during the time of God's judgment upon the earth, there's going to come a time when even angels will preach the gospel. Why? Because God desires to save humanity. Are you aware that God's love is more powerful than his justice? God's throne is founded on righteousness and justice. But his love is always saying save them, save them. Even as you judge them, save them. Even as you pass judgment upon them, save them. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why, even though you see trumpet judgments, you see Paul judgments, you see seal judgments, but he still sends a preacher. He sends a preacher. Think about this. He says, I'm about to destroy Nineveh. But before I destroy Nineveh, there are people there who cannot even separate their right hand from their left hand. Let me just, for the sake of these people, let me send a preacher. And that is why Jonah was sent to Nineveh. Praise the name of Jesus. So God loves us, Beloved. But here's the thing, we are not going to motivate and pretend like nothing is going to happen. Hallelujah. And then I want us to see this in Daniel chapter 11. Uh, If you read verses eleven, Daniel chapter 12, verses 11 to 12, uh, notice if you can just read us, Daniel is speaking about times that are coming. Notice that he does not pull any punches, that these times will be tough. But there is hope in the midst of it.
1: And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away, and the abomination of desolation is set up, mm. there shall be one
2: thousand
1: two hundred and ninety days. Mm-hmm. Blessed is he who waits. yes. Blessed is he who and comes to the one thousand thirty-five days.
0: Hallelujah! Blessed is he who waits and reaches the end of 1,335 days. So, in other words, he's saying, these things are going to happen. There are tough times that lie ahead, but endure till the end. Praise the name of Jesus. And then this is what Jesus says in Matthew 24, verse 22. He says, those days will be shortened for the sake of the elect. That's a message of hope. In other words, listen to this in other words the sins of this world warrant a longer time of judgment than seven years let me say that again because of our rebellion against god seven years is too small that's too short for judgment to come upon the earth. but because of his mercy those years have been shortened. praise the name of jesus that's the message of hope it could have been worse so I want us therefore to say There is a time of God's judgment that's coming, but that time will be short. By grace, God will help us to endure till the end. Those of us who will be left behind. I believe in the rapture of the church. I believe in the catching away of the church. But for those, you see, because of God's love and kindness, we are no longer just preaching to those that will be raptured, but we are preaching even to those that will be left behind. Because we want to strengthen the whole body of Christ, the gone and the left behind. Praise the name of Jesus. So, here's the thing, beloved. As I close, allow God the sorrow to trouble your heart. Don't brush it off. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 9-11, to 11, God the sorrow will lead to repentance. God the sorrow will lead to repentance. Without God the sorrow, Paul says, you will not have repented. So, there has to be a sorrow that would be experienced by a prophetic people. So that when they preach repentance, they preach repentance from a position of brokenness. Yeah. When you preach the message of repentance from a position of brokenness, the people you preach to will break. Yeah. And when they break, they will be led to repentance. Presence of Jesus. So that is why you need that brokenness. While you carry this burden of anguish and sorrow, please rejoice in the Lord. I know this sounds a bit awkward. Are you aware that in the midst of God's sorrow, you can still rejoice? That is why Paul says, Rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. Why do you need to rejoice in the midst of sorrow? It's because the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The intention of God's sorrow is not to admit you to a mental institution. Let me say that again. Amen. No intercessor should end up in the hospital because of the burden they carry. No intercessor should even be on antidepressants Amen will depression are standing in the air That is why you need to be wise in the midst of the prophetic burden that you carry. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is not dependent on the state of the nation. The joy of the Lord is not dependent on the state of the church. But the joy of the Lord is something we receive as part of our kingdom inheritance. Remember, righteousness, peace and joy, that's the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. That will never cease. That will never cease. So please, I know this will require a lot of maturity. Yes. It's not easy to rejoice while you're carrying brokenness and nations, but do it. It can be done. As we journey along the year 2021, we will do this together. Praise the mm-hmm. Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And then, secondly, yes. I want you to appreciate that. Uh, uh, so, thirdly, I want you to appreciate that there is no rewards for keeping friends. No one in heaven will receive a reward for keeping your favorite friends. So please afford to lose friends for the sake of the prophetic message you have. If it means being unpopular, embrace that. There are no rewards for preserving friendships, but there are rewards for winning souls. If winning souls means risking... If it means risking your friendship, risk your friendship. please turn to 11 and say, risk your friendship for the sake of souls. I don't know who your favorite friend is. I don't know who. You- Listen, are you aware that there are people, I've said this to you before, but let me say this again. There are people who prefer you in your tone-down mode, including spiritual people. They want you to tone down a bit. And it's very tempting to tone down so that you can preserve the friendship. Please don't do it. Hallelujah. Let them go. Hallelujah. Please turn to them and say, let them go. Praise the Lord Jesus. (laughs) Yes. 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 They love it. But the moment they want to Sunday. please lose those friends. Praise the name of Jesus for the sake of winning souls. And here's another one. I love this one. Whatever you suffer in 2021 and beyond, it can never be compared to the glory that will be revealed you. Praise the name of Jesus. And that's why in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, as Nando was speaking about Romans chapter 8, I love this part. I consider our present sufferings not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Hallelujah. Please turn to it neighbor and say, The glory of God that will be revealed in you can never compare with your night's suffering. Yes. Hallelujah that can never compare to the glory that as a matter of fact do you know what's going to happen when we are captured away when we are snatched away when we are clothed in glory wow Wow. Why was I complaining? Why was I, hey, this is too powerful. Whatever I went through, this is nothing. There is nothing compared to the glory I look in. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we have to read this one, Knox. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18. Please carry the burden of a prophet. Carry the burden of a prophet and please just take it to your strides. Be strong in the Lord. Who could not him? Second Corinthians chapter 4 verses 16 to 18. Verses 16 and 18. To 18 years. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Ah. Even
1: though our outward man is perishing, like yet not. the inward man is being
0: renewed. Let I me mean, interrupt you there, Knox. Are you aware that you are being changed from glory to glory? Yes. In the next one, we are getting old. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. There is a glory that is forming in us, praise the name of Jesus. That is why even if they can attack the flesh, but they cannot interfere with the glory that is welling up within us, hallelujah, there is something that is happening in the inside of us. No man, no persecutor, no executor, no government, no politician can ever mess up with that. As a matter of fact, the more they torment the flesh, the more the glory wells up within us. Hallelujah. You can continue.
1: For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal
0: weight of glory. My God, I love that. This light and momentary trouble that we are going through is achieving for you a glory. Because those that persecute persecuting you, those that are persecuting you, they are achieving a glory for you. They are intensifying the glory. And the Bible says, that glory far outweighs their torment. My God. That is why Stephen, you remember him. Stephen says, Father, forgive them not, for they do not know what they are doing. At that point, they are. Throwing stones at him. They are throwing rocks at him. And he's dying. And the Bible tells us that his face started to glow. Hallelujah. Why? Because each stone was adding glory. Each rock was adding glory. And that is why he started glowing. While they were killing him, he started glowing. And then he says, I see someone like the Son of Man standing at the right hand of the Father. Because why he saw the glory of God while dying? He saw the glory of God while dying. He saw the glory of God while dying. He saw the glory of God the In that whatever suffering you go through, it can never compare with the glory that is waiting up within you. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's complete it, Nonsense.
1: Why we do not look at the things which are seen, mm-hmm. but at the things which are not seen? For the things which are seen are temporary. My God. But the things which are not seen are
0: eternal. Here's another thing that you're going to discover in 2021. You will lose appetite for other things. Let me say that again. Uzo la shagela y Yes, in yoza se m Don't force yourself to watch a movie where you don't feel like it I think you see it I think you Most of the Is in yoza se m If you apetite ya In a se Some of you have been praying over your addiction for television who wouldn't that addiction? Yes, they Hallelujah. i to i to open open i Oh my God, because that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Why? The glory of other things is growing deep by day. Hallelujah. We COVID-19 is for the same day in Jesus, We discover, which in 2020, we can do without cinemas. 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 So we can do without moving houses. Yes. We can. Yes. Hallelujah. And, and that is why, please don't kill the momentum. Maybe COVID-19 was allowed by God so that it can kill our earthly appetites. Yes. How? Babu Kumar, we have been there We have been there for a while. How? We have been a while. We have been there for a while. We have been there for a because we are fixing our eyes on things that are not seen because the things that are seen are temporary present of Jesus and their glory is growing day by day please ten to 11 and say don't go back, don't go back, don't go back don't resuscitate appetites that have been killed eh? don't resurrect appetites that God has killed on your behalf Praise the name of Jesus. Just begin getting to This will has taken go the house. It's a feeling. Hey, Who it Because we need that prophet in you to rise up. I guess, we'll never try to get let's be honest that some of us are consumed by entertainment. We cannot carry the words that Jeremiah was carrying. As long as you are consumed by entertainment, please don't get me wrong, there is nothing wrong with your entertainment. It's just that there comes a point when the Babylonian captivity is drawing closer. There comes a point when you have to distinguish what do you do? this I do, this I don't do. I'm no longer wrong. Laleh, there is a level of holiness. my God there is a level of holiness where you will shy away even from things that are not wrong. Yeah, I mean, I I yeah. Because you have discovered that my calling is not common. Yeah, is. Hallelujah. Know that there is not, there's nothing wrong with the kids cheese. There is nothing wrong with the Barcelona. Who teaches? There's a name here, Pet. As for whom? My Ah, I didn't get wrong with all my idols. No. Who teaches? I'm not a and some of us are going to carry the Nazarite anointing. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Nazarite anointing. There is nothing wrong with drinking wine, but some of us are going to say, ah, Hallelujah. Because you are a Nazarite. There is nothing wrong with going to a nightclub. Yeah? He, 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 as a child of God, you can still maintain holiness in a nightclub. You okay? can. But somehow, there is something in me that says, it's not appropriate for me. Hallelujah. Why? I call it my room. I my call it my 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 divine, encounter my 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 God, I'm going still stand on your feet. Praise the Lord, Jesus. There is a calling that God is raising up. A prophetic calling. It's not the majority. It's just a handful of people. A handful of people that God is calling to this Jeremiah, Lord. And I pray that you be counted among them. And here's the thing. When you see a Jeremiah in your midst, don't discourage them. Jeremiah's problem was in the temple. Jeremiah's problem was among the ministers of the gospel. Don't tell a Jeremiah of our time to turn down. When you see an Isaiah in your generation, don't tell them to turn down. Praise the Lord Jesus. Correct. We will correct everything that is not of God. But we're not going to tell people to turn down just because we cannot handle the message from God. Just lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm looking at the Jeremiah's and the Isaiah's of our time. I'm looking at the prophetic people who will carry a burden for nations, a burden for the broken church in 2021 20, and beyond. I'm looking at men and women who are going to proclaim what is in your heart until you come. And I pray, Jesus, that this man may not shrink back. May this man or God not pull back. May this man and woman, Father, not withhold the message. Even, they, even when they get to a situation like Jeremiah, where they feel like shutting up oh God, I pray that they may just find themselves opening their mouths. In Jesus' name, and I pray for their strength in God. There will be moments when they will have to encourage themselves in the Lord. And I pray, Father, that they do not give up, may they not bail out. In Jesus' mighty name. And I pray that we may surround ourselves with men and women of the like mind, men and women of the same heart, men and women who are broken for South Africa, men and women who are broken for our nations. I pray that these men may begin to gather together. These women of God may begin to gather in prayer meetings in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we thank you for the strength you're giving us. Thank you for the grace you're giving us to carry this bed. And yes, we promise to intercede. We promise to pray. We promise to wage war in the spirit. We promise to evangelize O oh God. We promise to bring souls with agency into your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we thank you and we bless you. The name. I speak the anointing upon your life. The anointing not to compromise. The anointing to speak the unadulterated word of God. The word of God that is not tainted by human flesh. The word of God that is not tainted by carnality. May you proclaim it to the nations. In Jesus' mighty name, can you say aloud, Amen? Amen. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. We are going to continue on this message in 2021 up until you are strong to proclaim it to the nations. God is moving. God is going to pour out his spirit. God is going to do great and marvelous things. But I pray in Jesus' mighty name that you do not compromise. Stand for the truth. Just lift up your hands one more time. You are blessed in the city. You are blessed in the fields. You are blessed when you come and you are blessed when you go. The blessing of Abraham is yours. You are heirs and you are not tamed. You are above circumstances and not under. In Jesus' mighty name, may you be blessed going in and blessed going out. In the name of Jesus, may you see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And may you be strong like Jeremiah. May you be strong like Isaiah. Proclaiming the word of truth without compromise. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we bless you for healing. We bless you, Father. By your stripes we you will heal. All of us, O God. Those of us who are sick in our bodies, we appropriate your healing. We appropriate your deliverance in Jesus' mighty name. We trust you for financial breakthroughs of God. Wherever we are stuck, Father, in any financial conundrum, we pray that we come out of it in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for businesses that are doing well. Thank you for prospering us in our jobs. And we pray for all the students. We say they will do well in their studies in the name of Jesus. Those, Father, that are still peace, Exams and we are even now praying for 2021 academic victories in Jesus' mighty name. We speak a blessing upon all our students. We say they shall do well in Jesus' mighty name. Those that are looking for jobs, we pray for good jobs in the name of Jesus. Those that are in business bless their businesses. We speak prosperity over their businesses in Jesus' mighty name. May your kingdom advance, get our We pray for souls to be born into your kingdom. Use you Oh God. Help us to touch lives wherever we go in highways and byways of life, but help us to touch souls in Jesus' mighty name. And we pray, oh God, even for this building project. Help us to build your sanctuary in Jesus' mighty name. Help us, Father, to do it supernaturally with the help of the Holy Ghost, and it shall be established. If you believe it, say a Amen. God bless you. Just bless the person next to you. And, and just just turn to the person next to you and say, well done. It was hot. But you made it. Hallelujah. Praise God.